Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Guess what? You're tuned in to the Vitamin D Podcast, and I am your host, Dawn Day, here to help you get excited about your life. If you're a returning family member, welcome back. And if you're new, a special welcome to you. See, vitamin D is a multivitamin for your mind, your body, and your soul. The whole reason for this podcast is to ensure that you get excited about your life. And we do that by shedding light. And that means on the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Because in order to be our best selves, we have to see our best selves. And on this podcast, we do this by having inspirational conversations and covering inspirational insights. Sometimes it's from my stream of consciousness. Sometimes it's from your favorite celebrities and everyday people. And sometimes I do something, I bring a special treat. It's called My Advice Letters, and it's where I have listeners just like you who need advice on life, life to be better, life to go beyond, just some sort of guidance and direction. And listeners write in from all various walks of life and various situations, um, hoping to get some light, (laughs) some type of insight on their situation. And I do that and I answer it. Now, let me tell you this right now. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. So if you're new, this is going to be a new memo. I'm an Aries. That means I like to give it to you raw. I give it to you straight. Because you got to think about it. The sun doesn't say, oh, step back. I don't want to shine too bright. The light is on. You have to adjust your vision. Because remember, your attitude dictates your altitude. How are you going to view this? Okay? So... Now that we've gotten that clearance, that memo, without further ado, let's dive into some vitamin D advice letters. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. Subject, partner is cheating on me, but I need a job. Dear Dawn, hey, so I'm a 37-year-old woman living in San Luis Obispo. Things in life haven't been great for about a year now. I lost my job as a librarian, and since then, I've just kind of drift. I've spent the first couple of months feeling out of sorts, then spent a month trying to get back in touch with myself and my body. And finally, I decided my next venture would be to start a production company. But breaking into a, such a small market with a tight-knit scene has been harder than I initially thought. It's really kicking my butt and has really had an effect on my self-esteem, almost as much as of an effect as it has on my wallet. I'm making work doing the Uber, Lyft thing. Then COVID happened and it just threw everything else out of whack. My relationship with my boyfriend has taken a big hit. We haven't had sex in six months and you know what's even worse? He's cheating on me. Worse than that, I know the chick. She's a local artist and recently came to me about working on a project with her. Even though pay isn't what I might like, I don't want to turn down an opportunity to get a project under my belt. I had initially been interested in doing educational work and she reached out in response to a Craigslist ad I put up weeks before. We run in different circles and I was hesitant to take on something not really in my field, but I met her to talk about a project in February and we've been in touch sporadically about it since. She recently said she wanted to start this upcoming spring and I was stoked. That wasn't until I found out in my boyfriend's phone, the Ahmed that he's been texting constantly has the same number as the artist. I read through their messages one night and it seems like he's been keeping her in the dark about our relationship. Dawn, I don't know what to do. 
Do I confront my boyfriend? Do I reach out to the other woman and possibly lose the opportunity? Do I swallow this and just do the thing with the other woman and address it later? Please, I'll take any help you could give. Girl! <sighs> Sometimes you just got to breathe. Um, we have a few things going on in here. And uh, first, 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 we need to understand and we need to know what's the temperature check going on with you. And I love it. You addressed it right early on in the letter. You said, hey, Dawn, after everything's been moving around, everything's been shifting. You know what I decided to do? I spent some time trying to get in touch with myself. And then you also made sure to include and my body, which leads on that probably um, explains why you and your boyfriend haven't been intimate for several months. Now, no shade. This is just us unraveling. And like I said, on vitamin D, you got to know what you're going to get. And we're here to get to the bottom of it. You are no spring chicken. So for you to be a woman of a certain age, to be 37 years old, you understand there are things that certain men need. That's just the, the fact of the matter. But what I love about it is that you're not ignorant that something is going on with you and you outlined it here and it's nothing to say what's wrong. So do I love the fact that you went ahead and you did a temperature check? Yes. OK, I love the fact that when you're doing this self-evaluation, you decide to have a vision. You said, hey, I got this idea to start a production company. But here's that thing. When we talk about vision, when we talk about light, when we talk about stepping into our greatness, we have to get out this whole notion of limiting the vision, limiting the light. Remember, the sun doesn't ask for permission to shine. It isn't a moment where it says, oh, we're not going to shine bright here. No, we just shine. So when you decide to put a limit on your vision, on your light, you see how it has a negative effect on you because now here, here, this is what you said. You said, hey, but breaking into such a small market with a tight-knit scene has been harder than I initially thought. Well, you're talking about being great. What did you think that it was going to be easy? And in fact, how did you have a perception of what you thought it was going to be? And this is the first time you've ever done it. You've been walking, I guess, um, this, let's just say, uh, at least 35 years of your life. You're walking and how you walk now is different from when you were walking as a child because you didn't know how to do it. So when you say, hey, it's harder than what you initially thought, you got to keep going. You know, we just had Major on the past episode. And what he said, he said, you can't fail if you don't quit. You got to keep going. So when the right opportunity comes, boom, and so it hits. Okay, so let's keep going here. So um, you said, yes, it's really kicking me in my butt and had an effect on my self-esteem. Well, fortune favors the bold. How bad do you want it? Remember, you're asking to grow. What, see, everybody can be in the ordinary bubble. But when we talk about being extraordinary, we have to step outside of that realm. Well, that's going to take some reaching. That's going to take some being uncomfortable. That's going to take extra work. That's going to take extra time. But it remember, it depends on what you want. Hence, that's why the first thing I wanted to address before we talk about, hey, Dawn, do I stay with my man or work with this woman? Do I do both or what I do? We need to do a temperature check on what's going on with you okay so then you went on to say you said um hey all this has been going on in my life you know the pandemic has happened it really has taken effect on my self-esteem and guess what my relationship has taken a big hit remember what we say or why i'm saying that what's the temperature check on you 
You've heard it constantly. How you do anything is how you'll do everything. And if you don't have yourself in order, anything that is an extension of you can go in disarray. What do I mean by that? If you aren't well in your life bank account, if your asset isn't together, whatever is an extension of your account, whether it be in your love account, whether it be in your work account, whether it be in your self-esteem account, guess what? There's a lack because now the liability becomes you haven't done the work with yourself. So guess what? Now you have your relationship account taking a hit. But guess what? It's because you are trying to get in tune with your body, which is nothing wrong with that. But that's when I have to go back to Lauren Hill. How you going to win when you ain't right within? Come again. All right. So. When we talk about understanding self and getting right, what's going on with you? What's the temperature with you? Remember, things are an extension of you. So getting right with that, well, you're saying, hey, my relationship has taken a hit. It's taken a hit that you haven't had sex with your boyfriend in six months. Now you're in a situation where the vision is getting a bit hazy. Because you said, hey, I had this idea to start a production company. At some point, fear hit in the way because you said, oh, it's such a, t- a close niche scene and perhaps maybe it may limit your possibility. But hey, now you've got an olive branch. Now, this olive branch comes in the form of a woman who you later find out is the Ahmed in your boyfriend's phone who wants to offer you this job position. So you said, hey, to self. Now, here's the thing that I thought was so interesting. Let's go back down later in the letter when you um, asked me. You said, hey, Dawn. Do I confront my boyfriend or do I reach out to the woman and possibly lose this opportunity? Do I swallow this and just do the thing with the other woman and address it later? Are you willing to put yourself on the back burner? Huh? Are you willing to say self? Because remember how you're going to win if you ain't right within. You're putting yourself on the back burner about what serves you. Because remember, if it's not adding, it's subtracting. If it's not a deposit, it's a liability in your account. And what this is about is about the balance. But guess what? The only way to understand the balance of it is for you to be honest with yourself. You have to ask yourself this. Do you know who you are? Has this relationship been over? But more importantly, how grown do you want to be? How grown do you want to handle this situation? Are you at a level of communication that you're going to communicate with your boyfriend and say, hey, this is what's going on because you're going to be in angst. You're going to be looking over your shoulder if you feel any amount of jealousy or you feel any type of anguish. It's going to affect in the work. Now, the one thing I can say that not that I appreciate, but one thing that says on a high note when looking at this other woman is that she's completely oblivious to it. So I'm sure that there's no malice on her end, but it doesn't stop the fact that when you see her, are you thinking about was she with your man the last night before? Are you going to be thinking about every time she's texting the phone that it could be your boyfriend? That's not a peace of mind. And remember, everything's an extension of you. How you going to win if you ain't right within? At what point are you going to be honest and only you know the answer to that? Is he where you want to be? Now, one thing I did highlight, as I noticed in the letter, is that you said the pay isn't what I might like. So meaning there's more in abundance. Do you want to be in a situation where you're going to be frustrated and you can't think? Right now, remember, you're getting to the heart of the matter and you have to understand that you have to get to yourself. Now, is this going to be a matter of you having to remove yourself from one situation or the other and both? Only you know that. 
But what it sounds like is that in this relationship, you're not able to give your boyfriend what it needs. And you have to think about it. It's going to take confidence. It's going to take guts for you to go after your dreams and do this production company. You need your self-esteem to be pristine. So if you already have a lack of self-esteem because you got shifted in your job and no longer are the librarian, when you decided to get your hustle on, you start to do the Uber and Lyft and there's a pandemic. Now you can see that it's such an effect that you can't even have sexual relations with your boyfriend. How do you expect to go out in the world to see a vision or to execute a vision that only you can see? And you're going to have so many naysayers telling you, no, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because how you gonna win if you ain't right within you gotta make sure you show up for yourself so when you say hey dawn what do i do you need to address this situation at home because right now your home is not in order your home is not in order because your home is where your heart is and is your heart with your boyfriend well you gotta tell me that Are you going to have enough confidence to step out on your own to create your production company and put one foot after the other? Right now, honestly, I think that you need to address to your boyfriend and tell him that you're aware of what's going on. See if this is something that you want to bring to your possibly employer. You're going to have to discern that. If you find that it's having an effect on you, dissolve it all. Start from square one, because remember, when you're already down, at least you can look up, you can get up, and that's what you're going to propel from there. But you need to get self in order. You got to love on yourself, and you got to do it right. Because I know that if I were you, and I was working with somebody that was messing with my man, I'd be singing Nivea. Don't mess with my man. I'm just saying, okay? I hope that was helpful. Because here, here's another thing. Even if this situation and you decide to leave this relationship, even if you go on to another relationship, because remember, every relationship is about communication. You're unable to even have a communication relationship with yourself to understand a step into your sexy. That's probably preventing your relationship with your boyfriend. Who's to say when you go on to the next relationship that that's going to prosper? Then are you going to be in the same situation because you can't get down with him? Come on. I'm just saying, is this going to be the same situation? Is this going to be on the repeat? All right. Thank you for writing. And I appreciate your honesty and willing to show up to do the work. Okay. All right. Next letter. Subject. Long distance with a guy I have a great physical chemistry with. Living with a guy I have good emotional chemistry with. Okay. Um, Dear Dawn. Okay. So. I don't think I'm a bad person deep down, but I feel like one right now. I would really appreciate your advice. So I've got two boyfriends. I know, I know. It started out as a thing two years ago when my at-home boyfriend, A-H-B-F, took a break. I went home to the East Coast to get a handle on myself emotionally. And while I was there, I had a fling with this guy. We had and have really good chemistry, but he's not particularly focused on anything and just kind of drifts through life. He has the benefit of a trust fund, but that's another letter. But the sex is great. It was nice. And I could have seen myself ending up in some sort of thing, but I ended up making up with my at-home boyfriend, AHBF, and came back to L.A., But every time I would go back two or three times a year, I would see this guy and eventually it spiraled into this thing where I had kind of had two boyfriends at home boyfriend and now long distance boyfriend LDBF. 
What throws me is that LDBF, long distance boyfriend, has known about the situation since the beginning and has been absolutely cool with it up until recently. Now he's claiming that he wants me to move back and to choose him. And then there's my at home boyfriend, you know, the AHBF. He's super sweet. We just get along really well. Like, I actually like him, not just love him. And I know if we weren't together, we'd be best friends. But also, we've been together six years. And while we both don't believe in marriage, we kind of have lost the passion. So, yeah. LDBF's long distance boyfriends offer sounds tempting and I kind of wish I could be with both of them, but I don't see how I could do that. Should I tell my at home boyfriend? Um, Should I cut things off with my long distance boyfriend? Should I even be in a relationship right now if I can't settle on one person? Girl, girl, I can feel it. I am reading this letter. I can feel what you're feeling. I can I can feel the the uh, the stress and the tension of what's going on. Here's something that stood out and I received it at the end. Like going through this letter, you know, I'm going, I got my highlighter out, my pen. I'm just making notes on things. I want to make sure I circle back. And I thought I was going to start from the top, but I'm going to start right at the very end. You say, should I even be in a relationship right now if I can't settle on one person? Settle. No relationship is something that you just settle on. What you need to settle on is that you have to figure out what it is that you want and further discern, do you have the capacity to give what is that you wish to receive? Because remember, this is an energy source. Remember, this is a yin and a yang. Remember when two becomes one. Remember, this is an exchange. Remember, that's what the relationship is about. Okay. So here's the thing. One, adjusting your mindset, because I don't know why this is a situation of settling, because it sounds like whichever one you're going to choose, you're probably not going to be happy. So what I think you need to start at first and foremost, you need to figure out what you want or what you're looking for in a relationship. Like what's important to you? Um, That's what you truly have to ask yourself. Now, one thing that I say that stood out to me when we're looking at AHBF, your at-home boyfriend, is that you said not only do you uh, love him, but you actually genuinely like him. And I think that's important because you'll hear oftentimes people say it takes more than love to help sustain and help a relationship thrive because you have to figure out, you know, what are the things that you're going to put up with? How are you going to be courteous? Um, Do you like or enjoy being around them? Now, what alarmed me on the same token about your at home boyfriend is that you haven't communicated with him. And what disturbs me most of all is that um, you said that if you weren't together, you'd be best friends. What kind of friendship is that? You said he's super sweet. You said we just get along really well. You said, I actually like him, not just love him. <laughs> not only do you need to be honest with him, but you need to be honest with yourself and really understand the words that you are using, the descriptions that you are using Um, because life is a journey. What happens when you fall? You get up, you get a wound. It has to heal here in your situation. You said, Hey, 
whether or not it's quote unquote a marriage for one sacral official or religious purpose sake, you have a union of you two together. And you said you lost the passion. So when does it come in that you do the work to help ignite it, to help find it? Because remember, how you do anything is how you do everything. So what you're going to go on this whole lie that you're living? What do you want? Now, I'm not going to completely fault you for dipping in two flavors of the Kool-Aid. Because you're confused. But what's unfair and where do I fault you at is that you're not giving your at-home boyfriend that you've been with the past six years the choice to decide if he wants to be there. Why? Well, again, I'm going to give it to you raw because it sounds like you're selfish. You're just thinking about what it is that you want. When you wanted to leave and you wanted to get some time to breathe, you went back home so you could emotionally get together. And you got to realize that When you're saying, oh, I'm going to go back home, what are you adding to the union? Remember, it's not a situation where you want to come with something that's lacking. You don't come half full. You come full so that your union to come together so that it's an overflow. And when we talk about depositing and liability, you're automatically trying to take from his account. Because you aren't showing up full as your best self. You aren't showing up full to know what it is that you want. And it's not this wrong. It just comes to a point that you're going to have to take some time to do your work for yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? If this is your best friend, be honest. If this is a situation of where you're talking about igniting, you're going to have to find it back. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. If you can't be honest in this situation of you saying somebody that you like, what is going to happen when when it's the new job? What's going to happen when it comes down to your children? What's going to happen when it comes down to your work ethic? Hmm? What's going to happen to that? Now, when we talk about the whole situation of this... um long distance boyfriend you said that there's a chemistry but is this something that you can sustain is this something that when you are upset and you're not feeling like you really love on this person right now you're going to be able to stand to like being around them now you said oh they're a trust fund baby so that's a whole other conversation whoa you better start talking about that now huh Now, is there anything wrong with finding some security and somebody that can financially take care of you? No, but again, that's where you're going to have to be honest and realize what it is that you want because you got an at-home boyfriend right now that loves you. And while you're figuring out what it is that you want, you got to realize or figure out what is it that you love about this fling with this long-distance boyfriend? Hmm? Because there's something that you're ignoring because you said that there's something that he's lacking. And remember, when we talk about being vitamin D, we talk about how the light fills up the room. Hello? Light opens way. We need to open up what it is about what you're willing to overlook with this long distance boyfriend. And more importantly, we need to understand why. Because right now you got an at home boyfriend that if you say is your friend, well, perhaps you have to be honest and say that you don't deserve him. Because right now, you out here riding around and getting it. Communication is key. And don't forget that. And that even means with yourself. What do you want? Let me say it again. What do you want? Remember, if you can't identify what it is that you want, you will go in any direction. So when you say, hey, Dawn, should I even be in a relationship right now? If I can't settle? Probably not because you're trying to settle. Because we all deserve the best. You said it right in the beginning. You said, I don't think I'm a bad person. 
but deep down, I feel like I am. Do you see this avoiding process that keeps going on here? You're avoiding being honest with your boyfriend that perhaps the the there's some type of passion lacking. You're avoiding the idea of whether or not you're going to be with this long distance boyfriend and avoiding the fact that there's stuff that he lacks. But yet you're willing to, as you quote, these are not my words to settle. Now, let's not forget that this long distance boyfriend from day one knew that you had a boyfriend. So I don't know what playing field that puts you at. I don't know what ease that puts you at. But I can't say he's worse off because he knew from day one was cool with it. And you knew from day one that you never told your boyfriend. So, again, you know, for you to say that you're not a bad person, you got to do some self-reflection. Because right now it sounds like you're only viewing it from your perspective. And that's very selfish. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not not trying to be shady. I'm just saying I need you to look at it from a 365 perspective because you have other people that you said that you love, people that you said you care about, lives, emotions, and essentially their spirits at stake. Okay? All right. Let's go on to the next one. Subject girlfriend won't pay. Dear Dawn, I'm 34. I think I've been pretty good job for myself. I got a full-time job. I own my own house and I have a thriving side business. I'm busy, but I've also managed to cultivate a three-year relationship. And we've already been talking about marriage, especially when we're getting romantic. But Honestly, sometimes I think she's with me out of convenience. Um, She's from a poor family, so I essentially pay for everything. Uh, Every time we go out, whether it's because for a special occasion, she doesn't feel like cooking or (laughs) she doesn't too much like the food that I make, I end up paying. But due to COVID, we don't go out as much anymore, so it really hasn't been an issue. Honestly, she's truly a joy to be around. She always sets up little surprises or even makes dinner. This past March, she lost her job. And since then, she really hasn't shown any interest in work. And while I do enjoy her company and think she's not really taking up space, I think it's unattractive in that slow grinding way that she doesn't really want much. I guess the not paying hang up is an extension of that. Am I over it or am I overthinking it? Anyway, I would appreciate any input you might have. Thanks. Um, I'm looking at this letter from a a few, a couple different angles. One, I got to say, bravo to you, brother, because uh, that's something to be said. To be 34, you got your job, you got your side hustle, and you are able to maintain a relationship. That means that you juggle and you know what it is that you want. Okay. Now you've been in a relationship for three years and you're, you're considering taking it to the next level because there's a conversation. And I know that this is something serious because we just pointed out that you are a man who gets what he wants. You, you understand commitment, you own your own house. And now you found this, this, this young woman. And now you're in a situation where you don't know if she's after you or for your money. Now you pointed out a couple of things. You said that, um, She's from a poor family on top of the fact that she just lost her job. It's a pandemic going on. Now, you're caught up and I want to say caught up in your feelings, but pardon me. You're caught up in the notion because you say you have to pay for everything. Now, you don't know if she's with you because she loves you or out of convenience. Uh, There's nothing wrong on two fronts. 
uh, if we want to talk about financial perspective, when you say, is she with you because she's with you, you have to think about with every relationship, there's an exchange. And if you're asset that you're bringing to this relationship is because that you bring a financial uh, cushion, a financial support. That's what you offer. But on the same token, don't forget that you just said that she offers you joy, that she brings you a different thing. So you got to understand that a lot of tokens opposite attract. Now, if we're talking about strictly from a financial perspective, brother, I think you better check yourself because now you're missing the point of the relationship. However, if we're looking from the perspective where you're saying her lack of ambition isn't there, that's different. And as I'm saying this, a few things are being even revealed to me now because no one um, can say they want to be with somebody that uh, lacks ambition because I feel like uh, when you lack ambition or when you have ambition, I should say rather there, there's a such a thing as you're going to make sure that you have your money. You're going to make sure that you're taken care of, you know? And so when I see in this letter and I'm reading this and I'm understanding and, and, and really diving in, we got to see what exactly is the determining factor of this relationship. Ambition is sexy. And she honestly sounds like she's a great woman. You're talking about a money thing, but you said she doesn't even take up space. You got so much stuff going on. Why are you all up in what she's doing? Now, you say whether or not um, if she wish you convenience, you better believe that is an asset to the fact that you are financially well off or you have some stability. You are six years older than her. You are 34. She is 28. Hmm. Now, here's another thing that stood out in the letter. You said that the fact that you make money, but it's the principle of the matter. What's the principle? That she's supposed to pay? That she's supposed to come 50-50, brother? You got to see how you want to step into this relationship. And let's be clear. One thing that I think that's important, and I think that you know about this because you make consistent payments on each month, whether it be uh, for your home, for expenses for your business, and you expect your consistent payments to come for your job. What are you consistently showing this woman? It seems like you showed up as somebody that's going to provide so now all of a sudden you want to split the script you got to walk through the doors the same man that you showed up at the door and it sounds like you showed up as a man that is a provider and it doesn't sound like she's taking again and when we talk about the life bank account right we talk about your assets and we talk about your deposits versus your liabilities she sounds like she's depositing in her life now, is there a conversation to be had about what her ambitions and what are the things that she wants to do? Sure. But I don't know if that's something that uh, is called off. Is this something that she talks about? You said that she shows up in different ways. You said that she makes dinner and she does things for special occasions. Well, brother, you talking about that. She says your cooking is bland. Well, you also to learn how to cook. You also get your tail in the kitchen so that maybe if the money is a thing. You'll learn to cook so she doesn't. And here's another thing. You know, I got, you heard that pause because I was like, wait, why are you tripping about this money like that? You didn't say that she asked you to buy some Birkins, spending twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 of your money every month. You talking about going out and eating? You just said money ain't a problem. Now, nobody wants to just throw their money away. What, what are you complaining about? We got to get to the heart of the matter. What is it that you want? What are you seeking? You said that she is a joy to be around. She's in your space and you said she doesn't even take up space. So what is it? Hmm? I think there's a level of, I think you got to build your confidence up a bit because you're talking about inconvenience. Who are you showing up to her? 
I don't think anybody, you know, should definitely suck you dry, but I think you should consider or perhaps think about the fact of how you want your relationship balanced. If you are all the time busy, she's going to be busy. Are you going to ever have time to see each other? I mean, I can't say that you have all this time on your hands. Now, she was walking around here moping and things. I can understand that. But that's not the case. And here's another thing. Let's be considered when we have power couples or, you know, being in a relationship with somebody is highly successful. Let's not discredit that it takes some work for whomever your partner is to handle you. Because probably you're in a lot of stress. They're probably being convenienced. They're probably making time to show up. They're probably making time to understand. So show some consideration of that. They're making sure that you're fed. They're making sure that you are handled. Now, here's another thing. Perhaps you're in your feelings because you say, hey, I do all this work and I manage to cook. And then when I don't cook it right, we still got to uh, pay. Like, what, what are you seeking? Hmm? You said she always sets up little prize surprises or makes dinner. She's an amazing cook. So what's the problem? I, I think that's what we need to really um, figure out. Now, I, I'm not I feel you on the struggle about the fact that she doesn't have any ambition. Um, but I, I guess I need to wonder well, what level of the love language is here. But let's not forget opposites of track and just give her some more time. But perhaps have a conversation. Um, that's what I can say. That's it's an interesting dynamic that you're you're um, I want to say crying, but you're making a point to uh, identify the fact that she doesn't pay yet. The first thing you come out, the first the here's the thing. Hold up. Let me go back a little bit. Wow. This letter is about your girlfriend not paying. The first thing that you come up in a letter is saying, I'm 34. I think I've done a pretty good job for myself. Hold on, bruh. And that sentence right there, I already kind of have an idea of the kind of guy you are. Because if that's your leading opening statement, that's probably how you lead and then you presenting yourself. So whether or not um, she is somebody that looks at you as somebody that can financially uh, take care of her, look how you step to her in the game. You introduced yourself right here. Remember how I said how you do anything is how you do everything, right? I don't think that you're just writing this in this letter and that's not the guy that you're presenting yourself with. Whether you are sharp, tailored from head to toe, smelling good, Chris shirt, oh, good Lord. Um, whatever it is, understanding that's how you're showing up and that's how you're presenting yourself. You know, I think sometimes we forget about that. So how much can we fault her? The fact that she finds comfort in knowing that you can take care of her. But how about we identify why you are making an issue that she isn't paying when the first thing that you come out in this letter is saying, dang, I've done a pretty good job for myself. I got a full time job <laughs> on my house <laughs> and I have a thriving side business. <laughs> you putting it out there, brother. So if you say that she is a joy to be around, that she sets up little surprises, that she makes dinner, enjoy your woman. Have a conversation. And you probably need to figure out what's your love language because you're focusing on money even though you got enough of that. But then she gives you joy in other little places. So identify what your focus is. Don't make it a problem where there's no issue. You feel me? All right, moving on to the next letter. Subject. Father wants to remove me from family will. Hey, Dawn. So here I am asking for some advice. I'm 35. I'm pretty independent. Only getting help from the family in emergencies in Seattle. And I've been in a relationship for over nine years with my fiance. We live together. And frankly, she and my parents don't get along for religious reasons, but they've kept it cordial for the most part. 
When I went over to my parents' house to drop off a few things the other day, my father suddenly told me that if I am with this person and I decide to choose to stay with them or marry them, I am out of the will and they will donate the house and everything to a charity. That he doesn't want to choose between me and God. They don't like her non-religious lifestyle and can't fathom why I am with a heathen. I brought up that if I was with anyone present or in the past, it's not their life. He states that he doesn't want it to be an ungodly household. Frankly, I'm taken aback. I've always had a healthy relationship with my parents. They don't care that I'm gay and they've always said that it's my life. But at this rate, I'm stuck with a choice and it's not right in any way. How do I address this without letting it tear my family apart? Thanks in advance. I do appreciate it. Baby. Hmm. You better do what makes you happy. You got to live your life. Living in your truth takes courage. And living in truth and being in truth is also stepping in the light. Now, while that's pretty messed up that your dad and I use messed up loosely because on the basis of him dictating where he's going to get the money, depending on who you're, you're, choosing to live your life with regardless of the fact they're happy is that your reliance on what your your dad is willing to do now kudos to your fiance nine years in the game and you still talking about any emergencies you got to reach out to your parents i mean that's a blessing but that's a stretch because at this point i need you to stand on your own i also wonder where you stand in your level of commitment are you afraid to take care of yourself um because you're lucky that your girl has been waiting on you this long but while we tackle that that part first and foremost because we need to make sure that you're consistent because remember the reason probably why we can identify why this letter is definitely written and why it bothers you because you're in a bind of a situation where you feel as though or the way things your circumstances are you are being led whether or not you can financially support yourself because whether you are relying on your parents to give you money in those quote-unquote emergencies, you said that at the top, or whether or not they are going to give this house to you. At some point, you're going to have to grow up and take care of yourself, baby girl. You know, you're 35. You've been with the same girl for nine years and where is the progression? And I understand that we all go through difficult times, but when you have something dictating how you want to live your life and it's based on a financial tie, then you have to check yourself of why are you relying, uh, relying on some type of outside support from your family and you are grown. Another thing, let's break down the, the letter even some more. How do you want your home to be established? Do you want it to be contingent on how you choose to, to live your happiness? Like your parents are saying it's going to be an ungodly home, but we know that Jesus is love. So you better love and live in your truth. You said it yourself. It's not their life. You're going to have to live at some point. You are going to have to be bold. And whether that be bold is to take a chance. Take a chance on you. Fortune favors the bold. Remember, everybody exists in the ordinary, but it's going to take a little some um um to be extraordinary. And you got to think about it. 15 years in the future, are you going to be happy that you're in this house alone? Or are you going to be happy that you're in there with your partner? That's what we got to think about when we talk about the heart of the matter and the situation. We need to identify how this is going to affect our lives because we're only here for a finite time. You can't allow things and other people to dictate who you are because if you don't stand for anything, you're going to fall for everything. 
And you can't fall for somebody else's perception of what they dictate on what your life will be. You came in this world by yourself. You're going to die by yourself. You better live while you're still alive and love while you still can. Celebrate joy while you can. You're a grown woman. You have this relationship with your family. But at some point, you're going to have to put your big girl panties on and live your life for yourself. Live your life for your girl. And we need to figure out what is going on financially that even nine years in the game at the age of 35, you are still relying on your parents for support. And let me just say that because you are relying on your parents, do you see how the pull and the tug that they have on you? Have you questioned how you can live out your joy, your happiness in your life? Because this is not about a situation of your girl not loving you this is about a situation of your parents not accepting you they dug govern and dictating on you because of financially so it's time for you to walk in to be fully independent i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d-e-n-t do you know what that mean man do you know what that mean man all right no tea no shade just speaking truth live your life for you be true to you okay 35 years out the womb, it's time to cut the cord. All right? All right. Let's go on to the next letter. Subject, should I quit my comfortable job to be with my girlfriend of five years in Australia? Dear Dawn, I am 28 and currently working in a company that I don't enjoy working for in Houston. And I feel like I'm on a path that will ultimately leave me feeling very unfulfilled, even if I were to be very successful. By any objective measures, it's a good company to work for. Decent pay, good benefits, global ability to travel, pre-COVID, decent colleagues, etc., etc. However, my problem is I find no joy in working there. I go to work, put in a lot of effort, get bonuses, promotions, and yet don't feel like I'm really enjoying any of it, nor have any real ambitions other than ambition for the sake of ambition. I have recently had the ability to sell a property and this put me in an even more comfortable financial position than before on top of being frugal with a decent salary. Uh, My girlfriend of five years is also coming to a time where she is able to move and would be able to go to Australia due to citizenship while I would need a visa. My question is basically, um, Would it be insane for me to quit my current job and go to Australia with her and take some time to reevaluate things in my career? Heck no, you better live your life. Listen, this is the reason why I say this. You said it right here. You said in the very top of the letter, I don't enjoy working at this job. You said that. You said I am 28 and currently working in a company that I don't enjoy working for. You said, I am on a path that will ultimately leave me feeling very unfulfilled if you were to be very successful. So what you want to just really sit there and drink the poison? We got to really check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. I've been saying that this entire time. You got to really evaluate the choices with the decisions that you make in your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? You're going to sit there and die. Do you hear what you're saying? Do you hear the words that you wrote on this paper in this email? You said, Dawn, I can't breathe. And I've decided to turn off the oxygen. 
You go on to say is that my problem is I find no joy working there. You even go on further to say, nor have any real ambitions. Do you understand that um, if you were, say if you decided to say, just for the sake of making money that, and you feel like if you were to leave and go to Australia, that you'll be risking the fact of not knowing where you are financially because you don't have any stability. You know, nothing is safe, right? Your company could wake up today and say, okay, we're done. Thank you so much. Goodbye. And you're in a situation where you know this isn't where you want to be. You said, I need to take some time to reevaluate. You need to evaluate why you are willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable position where you don't desire to be in. Now, I do talk about being uncomfortable and I talk about going outside, stretching, pulling, growing, melting, putting yourself and testing it under the fire. But that's because what you seek on the other side is a desired outcome. There's no desired outcome over here. So what you just ramming yourself in a circle? You don't have to ask for permission to live your life. The sun doesn't ask for permission to shine. You just got to show up. So I'm asking you, are you going to show up for the sake of your betterment of living? Huh? Are you going to show up to live your best life so you can be your best life? Remember, how you do anything will definitely have an effect on how you do everything. And remember, Everything is an extension of you. Take that money and go to Australia and turn and enjoy yourself with your girlfriend. Do that and figure out what your love is. You might find it out there. But you're young. You are 28 years old, brother. You got the rest of your life to sit in a job that you hate. I didn't see you said anything about you having kids. So you don't have any other beings to think about. Right now, your responsibility is you. And while you still have good health because you have youth on your side, go out there and live. We're in a pandemic right now. Half of us don't even know what tomorrow will bring. You feel what I'm saying? Now, if this was a situation where this is a job that you loved and you you said you had a goal and this was a dream, this ain't even where you want to be. So why are you allowing this to be the location of where you at? Vitamin D is all about cutting the light on. And when you cut the light on, you realize that you're going to see things that you may not like. But you can't be afraid of it. Because what is fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear freezes us. Fear prevents us from moving. Fear is a premature death. Remember, when we talk about living, when we talk about growing, there is an evolution. Inanimate objects, those are things. They don't grow. They don't prosper. They don't live in abundance. You as a being, you do that. So don't be afraid to be great. Gosh, doggone it. You deserve that. That, that kind of goes with what we've been talking about this entire time of, of just self-love. You're going to have to love on you. You got to give yourself what you deserve. And that takes you for being bold. That, and I appreciate each and every person that has written in because it takes a bold person to write in and show their flaws. Okay. But you realize that wounds only heal when you take the bandage off. Remember, you only can see things when the lights are cut on. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here and it's like, the theme of this episode seems to be just communicating with yourself. What'd she say? Tap, tap, tap in. It's time to tap in. Remember, you don't find your greatest potential. You tap into the greatest potential. And that potential is you. Tap in. 
Cause how you gonna win when you ain't right then? Uh-huh. A come again. That's Lauren Hill right there. We need to speak into existence of having her on the show. I need to talk to Anne. We need to get that to happen. I think that'd be good. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. Live your life and understand that um you're only here for a finite time. You got nothing to lose but time. Okay? And while you're using it. Why is ever fleeting away? You better live it out to your best. You dig? Oh, I guess I didn't hit the rest of the bag. That's it for today. Well, y'all, I, th- I thank you so much for uh, submitting your letters in. Um, thank you so much for choosing to live on purpose and for a purpose. Thank you for choosing to step in the light. Thank you for being an avid listener to vitamin D. So that means thank you for investing my dreams. You know, I hope I answered some great questions and really gave some great insight and perspective on how to view things in life and what it comes down to making a decision, but hopefully highlighting and underlining an exclamation point, making it stand out the importance of the self-love, the importance of the communication with self, the importance of uncovering self, because when we are right with them, what we've discovered, we realize that everything that is an extension it comes to fruition. Ah! And, and that's what we talk about the life bank account, okay? Because when you are your greatest asset, things come into balance. But how can you identify if your account is in balance if you don't choose to look at it and see? So thank you for uncovering that light. And you may have listened and you may have a letter that you want advice on. I want to encourage you to write us at vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. That's vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. Ian will be shifting through those letters and saying, who needs to get some advice? And you know, if you can't stand it and need some more vitamin D in the interim before the next episode, I want to make sure you follow me on Instagram as well as Twitter at dawndayspeaks, okay? I'd love to hear from you and make sure that you tell your friends to like and uh, share this podcast while you're subscribing. Make sure they tell their friends, they tell their friends and they tell all them friends and them about us. Okay, because we edifying and we shining light. All right. So um, be amazing. And until next time, always remember you are your greatest asset.